This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and I'm joined as always by Yosem Joe. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello from home. Unfortunately, we are actually recording this separately because of the coronavirus situation. But you know, we still want to bring you a pop voucher episode, and this is why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. This week we're talking about remakes, reboots, and reunions, and the '90s and the noughties nostalgia and pop culture. And why are we talking about it, Samjo? Because recently, you know, everyone went a bit crazy, right? After the cast of American sitcom Friends, they posted very similar photos on Instagram with a very cryptic caption that read, "It's happening." Dot dot dot. And then they tagged each other. So even though they didn't really say much, but fans kind of knew that this signaled a reunion of sorts, right? You know, and they were very very excited. Because finally, they've been waiting for this since 2004, basically when the series ended. So this was something that's been building up ever since Netflix made Friends available to stream a few years ago, and a whole new generation of fans fell in love with Friends, right? And then yeah. last October, so Jennifer Aniston made her debut on Instagram with a photo of all six of them. So fans were already speculating since then: is this it? Could they be getting back together? So they were really, really excited. Yeah, but HBO Max has confirmed that it will be an unscripted special. So what we are knowing is that it will air on HBO Max, lah, which is the new streaming service. I'm not super excited for it. I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But again, Friends is not the like first major reunion that invokes like nostalgia, right? There's so many other examples: Disney live action remakes, Gossip Girl, Will and yes. Grace, Gilmore yes. Girls, things like that. So what we want to ask today is: Is it actually a good thing that these old shows are getting rebooted or getting like cast reunion back for another season or what? Mm-hmm, are are mm-hmm. people running out of ideas, you know? And why do some of them work and some of them just don't? Right, so we're gonna dive into all these questions with some case studies, right? Because what better way than to live in a real world and like talk about actual stuff? So let's dive right into it, Jen. How about let's talk about Friends first? So HBO Max has said yes, it's an unscripted special. I know you, as a huge fan of the show, you are looking forward to it, but at the same time, you're a little bit disappointed. Yes, so I mean, I've been a fan of Friends since I was twelve, so it was something that I really love. But mm-hmm. I mean, I will definitely watch this. Special, but when I heard it was unscripted, I was just like, "eh." Like you all took reportedly all of the cast members each took over two million dollars for this, and I'm like, "You're taking two million dollars to sit down and have a reminisce about your time on the show?" Like, yeah, that is super expensive for like a bit just late. a couple of hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's for me as a fan, right, of the series. I want to see how the characters have grown up, right? Like that's what I want to see. I don't really want to see the actors sitting down and talking about the time on the show, which is nice. I might want to see. That I am excited for that as well, but it's just not the reunion I was thinking of, lah. Right, you're hoping for some sort of continuation where they left off from, right? Or so, at least tell us how the characters are like now, like in their fifties. You know, are they still friends? In their fifties. So that's the thing because since the series ended, they've become such huge celebrities, right? Especially Jennifer Aniston. So to get all of them together in the same room, like we said, it's already going to be a very expensive affair. Some I'm just wondering, do we want them in their fifties, like whole movie or whole season? Because some of what made their characters so funny in their twenties, like say Joey's character, for example, I don't think it would translate so well into him in his fifties. You know what I mean? As like that cavalier bachelor sort. So I, for one, I also like the show, but I'm happy with it just being a get together, a little reminiscing kind of session. And I think we should leave it at that. So that's for me. That's friends. 
But some other series, you know, when they actually do the reboot, it ends up disappointing the hardcore fans. So they actually redo the whole series. And I'm talking in particular about one show, it's Charmed, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, this was actually a WB series from 1998 to 2006. It's about three sister witches known as the Charmed Ones. You know, they lived in San Francisco, they fought off evil forces, yada, yada, yada. They actually did a reboot in 2018. And it was, you know, on the one hand, it was lauded for diversity in casting, right? Because some of its uh, cast members were biracial and everything. But it kind of disappointed many of the fans who were there from day one. Why? Because the original actresses were not involved at all, you know? So, and these original actresses, like I said, it's a show about three sister witches, right? At some point, four, because like one of them dies and then another sister comes in to take over. So they were not involved at all. So it kind of like snubbed the original series. So in terms of the execution, it really pissed off a lot of fans and not just the fans, but also the OG actresses who are the ones who actually draw in the fans, you know? So Alyssa Milano, you know, was one of the actresses and she said, you know, is pretty disrespectful. Rose McGowan called it lame, that Hollywood's running out of ideas. And they also kind of made a boo-boo by saying that, you know, this new version is going to have a feminist twist. And then one of the other actresses, Holly Marie Combs, who played Piper, she tweeted, huh, guess we forgot to do that the first go around. Hmm. So, you know, I think they went about it a really wrong way and hardcore fans were already set up to like dislike the reboot from the get-go. So that wasn't executed so well. Yeah, I mean, aside from execution, I think the source material that is being adapted or being rebooted is also very important. Recently, we saw things like Little Women and Emma, classic novels that are getting new film versions, and they have been done to death. There are several versions and adaptations of these two books, and of course, like when you think about classic like Pride and Prejudice, there's a lot of that as well. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, those are period pieces. Like, they were written in a different time. So when we watch them, we can kind of accept that they are written in a different time and they are set in a different time and they have different value systems. But things like, for example, Boys Over Flowers, which was the source material manga for Meteor Garden, the Taiwanese idol drama Meteor Garden. There have been several new versions of Meteor Garden C Entertainment and none of it really worked as well as the first. And I think it's partially because when you look at it, like, you really think about it, the source material is has not aged well at all like the series starts with basically F4 bullying the main female lead and the guy is the main male lead is this rich dude who's arrogant and it's so horrific to her when they first meet and then he eventually right? yeah yeah he eventually reforms and like they fall in love and become very sweet but when you think about it like I feel like that doesn't really fit in with what people want now and like maybe when you're 14 you know that's oh that's so interesting and cool and suave but when you're 26 you're just like no 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 this dude is a red flag island you should not be dating him (laughs) right you should be swiping left on this toxic people Exactly. And other stuff like, for example, I think Huan Zhu Gurgur also hasn't really worked very well when it was mm. like rebooted with new cast because it's written by Chong Yao and she's known for writing like melodramatic stuff. And I don't know, I feel like melodrama has sort of fallen out of step with younger right. audiences. They right. prefer more like true to life. They want it to be very like realistic portrayals. Right. I feel like that's a trend and this yeah. has sort of fallen out. I remember Wanchu Gurkha, like My Little Princess, right? Uh, Super melodramatic. Yeah, and I remember there was one scene where Zue went blind and then she just spent a few episodes crying about how she's blind. I mean, she got her... I'm not being like unsympathetic here because she got her sight back eventually but I remember it being so draggy I couldn't stand it and like the way it's shot also like they would swivel the camera around the couple as they kiss like it's (laughs) yeah it's very dated the way it was approached right 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 and then 
but then on the other hand, we have Jin Yong and Gu Long novels. So we're talking mm. about things like Handsome Siblings, Jue Dai Shuang Jiao, or things like, you know, Yi Tian Tu Long Ji, or Shen Diao Xia Lu, Legend of the Condo Heroes, things like that. Um, those tend to work well, even though they have been rebooted and adapted so many times. I think in part, it's because the history and the culture and the universe is so rich inside. So it makes itself very, very good for adaptations. And one thing about Wuxia um, films is that back in the 1990s or the 80s even the special effects are pretty bad lah you know because you have all them fighting and like using their powers right so it's actually quite cringy to watch the older versions even though I must say some of the acting is still the best but the newer versions kind of like update this a little bit and also there's a lot of the fashion right because they all come from different sects and different parts of China and Mongolia so it's very cool different clans exactly so it's super cool to watch that and I really really like that and also like the different backstories of them you can explore yeah some versions delve deeper into certain characters and some versions just sort of you know gloss over them a bit so I guess there's still some value uh, in seeing different versions of the story right so it doesn't get older right mm-hmm. and I guess sometimes the fans don't even get to decide you know sometimes it's unfortunately in the case of Lizzie McGuire for example like this is a show that Disney Plus again Disney's new streaming service is trying to bring back right but it's run into some creative differences even at the creation stage so basically this is a show and for those of you who don't know this is a show from 2001 to 2004 it's a comedy drama you know and it was about her navigating her teenage years you know through high school and everything this was set for a reboot okay with Lizzie McGuire as a 30 year old navigating adult life Okay, so fans are super excited. You know, Hillary and all the other people involved were also sharing behind-the-scenes photos from filming two episodes. Then suddenly, the creator of the show, Terry Minsky, who is like supposed to be showrunner for the reboot, she suddenly left the project. And apparently, it's because Disney wanted it to go in a different direction. They wanted it to be like super PG for the Disney Plus audiences. And of course, like the creators didn't want it to be that way. Lah. So it's basically creative differences and now the project is in limbo. So who knows? The issue here, I guess, is if you're going to do a show about a 30-year-old, you want to talk about yeah. stuff that a 30-year-old, you know, deals Please. with. Yes. Yeah, you have to talk about, I guess, talk her... Adult you know, themes. Yeah. Adult themes. Like, you don't want her to just be like, oh, gushing over boys, like puppy love. It's going to definitely take on a different level, right, of love. So the project, unfortunately, now is in limbo. Hilary Duff is championing for it to go to Hulu, which Jen, you mentioned earlier, actually is owned by Disney. But it's a different concept and they actually allow more adult films on it so who knows hopefully the fans will get to decide whether they like it but at some point we always have talks about reboots and remakes but a lot of the time and this is just one example but so many shows they get started but they don't actually get rebooted because people run into creative differences as to what form it should take now, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers so far, do find us at hashtag Pop Vouchers or on the Shreaks Times Audio Features channel on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Like and rate us. Now, back to our show. Yes, we are talking about remakes, reboots, reunions, and nostalgia of the 90s and noughties. Okay, mm-hmm. so earlier we talked a lot about television shows, right, and how a lot of them are getting reboots, and some work, some don't work. We've talked about why, and you guys should also tell us what you think about those shows. I want to say also it's not just about shows, right? It's about music. You know, you have so many acts. I mean, in the past two years alone, Jen, how many... Boy bands Yeah How many boy bands Have gone around the world You know With the anniversary tours Right So I mean the past year alone So I went to Westlife's concert I went to Backstreet Boys I had a time of my life 
Mm-hmm. But the fact is, some of their best songs were back in the day, okay, in the 1990s, in the 2000s, and a lot of songs that they've released in the past five years. You have even older bands like AHA going on tour, my goodness. I mean, you call them boy bands, but they're pretty much uncles by now, right? you know? Yeah. Um, they yeah. could definitely be like adults' dad. <laughs> Definitely I mean all of them Have families And everything And not just boy bands I mean like girl bands As well like um, Spice Girls What yeah Most famously The Spice Girls right I mean they did A little reunion tour In 2007 About like Seven years or so After they disbanded Then they Appeared again In London Olympics And then last year They went on tour In the UK I mean without Victoria Beckham Unfortunately Without Posh Spice yes. But it kind of like Brought up this question About why are all these Stars doing this Because many of them Don't actually have new music to offer, right? Mm. But they just get together, they pull this whole huge publicity stunt, and fans get super excited, and then they're like, hey, there's no new music. Oh, we're just going on tour. Nostalgia sells, law. That's really the point here. I mean, not just in Western world, right? I mean, uh, you talked about like Spice Girls and AHA. Like, look at F4 or like Xiao Hu Dui Little Tigers. You know, they reunited also for performances on like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Chinese countdown shows for CNY. Oh, Liu Liu, guys, do you remember 5566? Five, five, you know, <laughs> like, one of them filmed a drama series with Kim Ng. Like, Singapore's Kim Ng was his mom. <laughs> really? I had no yes, idea. Yes, yes. It was, I think, like, Xijie Xiaoni or something. I can't remember. But, yeah, so they're coming back. They have no new music. Like, it's not like... I mean, Jay Cho and Stephanie Sun are also going on, like, anniversary tours because, like, it's their 20th year. But they at least, like, still have some relatively new output. But people, like... Five five six is don't so yeah. they're really just so, hanging on to past glory. Yeah, they're milking that cash cow for what it's worth, like milking it dry. So do you think fans have outgrown some of these musical acts? Because if you look at the people who go to these concerts, right, a lot of them are the diehard fans from back in the day. But are they really gathering new fans? I'm not really sure about that, you know. I don't think they're garnering new fans, but it's more really to just people love the period of teenage life in their life. Like, people love their adolescence years. Even if it's hard during that time, when you look back, you always have, like, rose-tinted glasses, right? I think it's very common to feel that way. So you want to cling on to a little bit of that. And you cling on by clinging on to maybe the music you listen to, the shows you watch, and you go back and you feel very comforted by it, you know. For example, Oh Liu Liu, right? 5566. I wasn't a big fan of them then, but I remember listening to their songs as a kid in primary school or like watching their drama series, you know, in secondary school. So if you invited me to a Oh Liu Liu concert now to listen to their greatest hits, like I don't want new songs, you know, I want old songs. Of course I would want to go, I would be very into it, you know. Right. It's almost like reliving your childhood. Those carefree days when all you had to worry about was schoolwork. You didn't have to Paying you don't have to work classes. <laughs> exactly. You didn't have to adult, which is like, you know, as we all know, comes with its own set of problems. And it's not just like concerts. I mean there are so many other nostalgia theme events that are happening, you know, all the clubs. They're having like events like Total Recall, you know, puberty again at at uh at Hopheads, Total Recall at Capital Zoo. Yeah. Throwback Thursdays at Canvas and everything. Um, I do think they're getting new fans actually because you know when I go to some of these events and you know clubbing and everything, I see some of the younger kids and they are in their I guess they're like Penelope's age, yeah, like twenty year old and everything or NSFs and everything, and they're actually dancing to songs from the early two thousands. You know when they were probably too young to even listen to music. They're dancing to like Evanescence and Yellow Cut. I'm like, what? How do you know all these bands, man? <laughs> 
But it's such a throwback for me. I love it. I love I love these events. Okay, so what do we really think of all these reboots, remakes, and reunions? I think music wise, you can agree that we fairly enjoy it. But you know, yeah. on the whole, you know, to do or not to do, Samuel. Well, on the whole, I think. It's a great thing, you know. I mean, I'm not going to deny, you know, good shows and music being introduced to a whole new generation of fans, right? You know what they say, good things must share, right? So yeah, I think it's also a good chance to, you know, update certain jokes and references to make them more relevant. I mean, for example, Friends, I mean, that's a very good example. When it started streaming on Netflix recently, then a lot of the more, like, woke people, like, you know, of our generation, they said, hey, wait a minute, actually, these jokes worked in the 90s, but not now. Like, you know, some of the jokes are pretty problematic. Like, yes. Chandler had this no-homo running trope, you know, with, with the other guys going on. And then he had a transgender dad in the show, you know. and That was um, a part of jokes. It was very, like... Yeah, and, you know, she was very mislabeled and her, her genitals were called into question. There were lots of gender stereotypes and the lack of diversity. I mean, all of them were white, for example. So that, some things that made the show so funny back then wouldn't really fly now. So I think it's a good chance to update, you know, that's what reboots are for, make it more relevant to the current time and place. So on principle, I'm actually for reboots, but I do also feel like it's such a responsibility, a secret responsibility, if you're going to take on this mantle, right, to continue the show's name, you have to stay true to the original DNA and spirit of the show somewhat. Because at the end of the day, you cannot alienate your longtime fans, right? And I think this is such a hard balancing act. Like, I don't really envy their jobs whatsoever. You have to, on the one hand, stay true to the original spirit of the show. But on the other hand, remake, you know, also do something and kind of like update it and make it refreshing so that people are not bored. People don't see it as just like a pure copy. So I, I guess that, that's my take on it. What about you? What do you think? Well, for example, I can see why some of these things get rebooted. Like, I'm not a fan of it, but I see why beloved animated movies get live action updates. Because, you know, they want them to be given the technological advancements that we have now. Uh. But mm. I also think it's a bit sad because, like, kids nowadays might not grow up watching sort of the simpler or more whimsical animation of the 90s and would instead, right. like, maybe watch, like, animals getting very realistic CGI, which is a bit odd to me also because the whole point of Lion King, the whole point of Lady and the Tram, which is also getting a remake, is that the animals had this exaggerated expression. They were so alive, you know. Is that you could do things that you couldn't do in real life. So yes, yes, that, yes. that's why I feel like it's a bit odd and it loses some of the original magic. So that's mm-hmm. what I think about, like, for example, animated reboots, but like already things that are live action, like Friends or what. Nostalgia sells. Sometimes I feel it's a bit of a cash grab and I feel a bit uncomfortable. Like... Sex and the City the movies it was so bad and I could not <laughs> really? do yes, I enjoyed them too. oh come Sex on I really get... looking for labels or looking for love yes the songs were fun <laughs> and everything but like I really feel like some of it they were basically the story had ended and they kept pushing it on and I didn't enjoy it or things like for example Friends I've talked about it I feel like is there really a point in paying all of them a combine of what 12 million dollars to sit down mm-hmm. and talk for an hour I think it's the best when you try and jazz it up and give it an update as I said I want to see the characters grown up so I actually enjoyed Gilmore Girls even though I didn't agree with the way some of the story went but for example Gilmore Girls was one that okay 10 years have passed let's see where these people are now and I enjoyed that I like it it brings something new to the discussion in the fandom and I think that's what I feel I think you need to have some understanding of the time and place that you are in right now before you do the reboot and you need to make it more relevant or at least just have a justification for doing it like don't just reboot it entirely the same there's no need we already have one 
Alright, yeah, I hear you, Jen, definitely. So do you have a wish list of reunions, reboots and remakes? Like, you know, what would you like to see done again? So the sitcom community, it was like a very fun sitcom about people in a community college. They had this hashtag called Six Seasons in a Movie that was okay. a on, like an ongoing joke in the show because it's a very meta show, you know. They like to yeah. talk about yeah, things like that. So they do have Six Seasons, they don't have a movie. So I do want to see that movie come true. And right. locally, I think maybe like a drama with all this like media called alumni, you know, that we haven't seen in a while. That day I saw Jacelyn Tay at Vivo City. So that really riled up something in me. I was like, oh, wow. man. Yeah, I what was she doing again? Uh, she was with her son shopping at Challenger. Okay. Oh, right, right. Yes. So that's the thing. I think sometimes, like you know, um, these huge stars and celebrities attached to these shows, right? They have moved on with life. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're in a different phase of their lives, and you can't you can't hold them back, right? You can't blame them for living their life. The things that to get them to come back and do something which they were famous for like twenty years ago or something. Sometimes it's pretty difficult for them to do. I mean, you look at the Spice Girls. Like Victoria isn't really having it anymore. I mean, she's proud to be a Spice Girl, but she's definitely not going to do uh, Spice Girls music anytime soon, right? If at all. Um, and then, unfortunately, for Sex and the City, like you mentioned, now that Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall have fallen out completely, <sighs> I feel like, sadly, even though I want to see them come back again and kind of like redeem a bit of like what happened in the movies, unfortunately, the ship has sailed. Lah. I would definitely like to see just shoot me this, that was one of my favourite comedies by Stephen Leviton like it ran from 1997 to 2003 it was about a bunch of goofballs in the magazine outfit they were hilarious so I really really want to see them get together David Spade and um, Wendy Malik and the rest of them and oh I just found out that Hocus Pocus 2 there's going to be really Hocus like Pocus 2 yes. I do I do how do you know I, I just can't help it but Hocus Pocus I mean for those of you who don't know I think Penelope, you weren't even born yet, right? But this was a super fun Halloween show. Yeah, it it was set in Halloween about how three Sanderson sisters from the Salem Witch Trials era got resurrected and then they came back to like terrorize kids. But because now it's in the 1990s, so they're like, what's happening? Everything's so strange to them. So it's a bit like back to the future for them. Super hilarious. And it has like Sarah Jessica Parker again and Bette Midler and Kathleen and Jimmy. And they're coming back for a sequel. So I'm super excited for that. Woohoo! My wish list ticked off. Okay, well, that's your dose of pop culture for this week. We'd just like to say, everybody, stay safe, wash your hands, and be very healthy. And if you have any idea on what we should talk about, please do write in to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can write in to me at jenlee at sph.com.sg, or you can find me on my Instagram at jenleewrites. Sam Jo? You can also write to me at yosamjo at sph.com.sg. Tell us what you think, what you want to hear about next. Until next time, she's Jen. He's Sam Joe. And we are Pop Vouchers. Thank you for listening. Bye. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.